Anyway. <laughs> that was that was that Creep. was weird. Anyway, uh <laughs> hi Connor. Hi, Meryl. Hi guys. Welcome hey. to Bits Over Broadway. It's over Broadway. That is the podcast where we talk about musicals. Hey. And that's it. That's all we do. So. We don't talk about anything else but musicals. Never been on one tangent, never have, never will. It's only going to be about this show that we're talking about today. Today. Uh, but before we get to the show that we're talking about today, Con, any biz? I have some biz. All right. And right now, God. it's not just biz. <laughs> He's mad about it. But, so... It's show biz. It's show biz. <laughs> so, I'm just going to say to a few people <laughs> on Twitter... What is happening? <laughs> okay, so... Why are you trying to start beef on this path? <laughs> I'm just mad. I just want to say to all my haters. I just want to say to all my haters. No, I'm just mad because um. So last week, as of this recording, was Thanksgiving, and mm-hmm. went on uh like went on to ABC to watch the fucking parade and everything. Sure, 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 and then sure, I sure. got on my favorite website, Twitter, which is a garbage hellscape. Sure, sure, sure. And everyone was tweeting. They were like, "Why are there a bunch of Broadway shows here?" They shouldn't be performing. This is a parade. I want to see the floats. And I was have like, they never, have they you new? never watched this <laughs> fucking parade before? And then everyone was throwing mad shade at SpongeBob. SpongeBob. Yeah. And I'm like, you guys, that performance was good. Do you know anything? Okay, bye. Uh, yeah. So, so hear that haters hear on that Twitter.com. Twitter. You've been shut down by yeah. Connor Elliott. No, I'm just like, it's just like, I don't know. I'm He's mad, mad about, about it. it. I am mad about it. <laughs> like, Here's the thing. I worked on Thanksgiving, so I did not see the parade nor the performances, and I didn't check Twitter. It's okay. That's probably for the best. Yeah. I've been kind of on a Twitter hi not a hiatus because I do scroll, but like I don't scroll as obsessively now. You say uh, because it is bad true. for my mental health. <laughs> I mean, I'm like right there with you, but I'm still in it. Right, right, right. You know, I'm in the thick of it. Listen, oh, right. I know the memes. Uh, oh, sure. But, you know, never not memeing. Okay, you know me. What's the plum meme? Uh, it is a William Carlos Williams poem. Got it. So. I have no idea what you just he said. He so was a doctor gonna... who would just like write poems during the day and keep them on scraps of paper in his pocket. And got it. Come home and write them got down. It. Got it, got it, got it, got it. And they're it. like just like slice of life. Four sentence poem, like super short poems. Amazing. Okay. Like, forgive me for eating the plums in the icebox. I did not know they were yours. Or so. that's like the general. Okay, because I'm seeing it everywhere, and I'm like, it. where yeah. is this? I don't know from? why people think it's funny, <clears> but <throat> they do. It's not. <laughs> What's the show wow, this week? Wow, wow, wow! Connor is really throwing down. Um, before we get to the show, let's introduce our guest. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> she is a dear. Close personal associate of mine. <laughs> personal associate? She's a dear close personal Work associate. proximity mm-hmm, associate. Mm-hmm. We've known each other for some time now and are people together. Just kidding. She's a dear, dear friend of mine. Also a She's a dear sister. friend? She's, she's, she's a, a dear. Doe. A deer? A female deer. Amazing. Her name is Ray. No, I'm not continuing this bit Please any don't. longer. It's bad, and I wish we hadn't done it in the we first already, place. We already Nick, did a Maria Von Trapp <laughs> bit. Nick, mark this. Minute 25. <laughs> take it out. Um, you almost just made me spit on the equipment. <laughs> Ooh, spit on the equipment. She's great. Her name is Catherine Jankowski. She's here. Hi, Catherine. Hi, Catherine. <laughs> Sorry. 
Okay, uh, I call her Jenks, so... I was going to say it's really weird to hear you call me Catherine. Yeah. I feel like I'm in trouble. I was well, going to ask if you wanted to be referred, because we we checked with Betch yes. bef- while we were on. Did you mm-hmm. want to be referred as Catherine or Jank? I don't care. Okay. So whatever floats your boat, I'll probably call cool. her Jank or Janky. So Meryl lovingly called me Jank the Skank in all college. of freshman year. That's yeah. cute. Sorry, Mom. It was cute. It and wasn't she for any good it. reason. <laughs> She's been in my phone as Pledge for like the last three years. Jesus Christ. So, oh my God, I'm hoping to be an issue. It's, um, now day. she's janky with like 16 emojis. If you couldn't te- get from that context clue, they were in the same sorority. Same sorority. We were um, in the same mini sorority too. That's what the fuck is a mini sorority? There's oh. more. It's Just where we take you to friends. the woods and Murder tie you to me? a tree. Let the crows have you. Uh, sounds like my dream vacation. Seen in We're Back. Have you ever seen We're Back a Dinosaur Story? <laughs> Am I a child of the 90s? Uh, I don't know. Wait, I haven't. So Girl, we're I'm like the same age. Connor, we honestly, I'm baffled as to how old you are constantly. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just like, I don't know, Connor's like 20. Uh-huh. <laughs> so three, uh-huh. <laughs> oh, yes, Connor, more peers. Uh, right. <laughs> I truly have no concept. What do you think? He's like your friend still in high school? I don't know. <laughs> what you don't know is I've been tricking everybody right. this entire time. I don't know, truly. Anyway, in We're Back at Dinosaur Story, there is a villain who is, <laughs> he controls, he's the bad guy. Sure. And uh, he has power to control birds, I think. <laughs> I'm not 100%. We're already off the rails. This is such. We're not even on. And anyway, at the end, uh, the crows, the birds, the crows that he controls turn on him. Spoiler. And then they all fly to him and he gets covered in crows. Sure. A la Nick Cage in that movie about bees. The beekeeper. The The bee man. (laughs) Wicker man. Thank you. A bee movie. (laughs) Sorry. Anyway, I wish for they, death every day. They, they cover him, and somehow they eat him, and all that's left is the eye, the screw that was in his eye. His name was Screw Eye. <laughs> okay, <laughs> guys, look up. We're back a dinosaur story. It's very good. I love Wikipedia. Interestingly, very topical because it also involves the Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade. So, oh my God, Jenky would love it. There's a little girl. Her name is Celia. She loses her hat. There's some rough and tumble kid from the other side of the tracks. Guys, this is now the show we're doing is we're back at Dinosaur Story. So scratch what we're. And the we're, guest hasn't seen it. And the guest so. hasn't seen it. And neither. So she's and basically me covering any musical. I, I shouldn't be here. I'll just, I'll just go. <laughs> That's fine. Today we're talking. I say we're <laughs> today we're talking. I saw call Mar- me by my Marisol, name. Call me by, by your name, name and now today. I'm all <laughs> discombobulated. Um, okay, wait. But, oh collar. shit! I'm on. Unpl- just unplugged my headphones. <laughs> it was all scrackly. All right. <laughs> Actors hold from the top, please. Let's try this again. Yeah. We are talking about Les Miserables. Les Mis. Les Mis for short. Uh, requested by Jank. Mm-hmm. She says it is her favorite. Favorite. Try to make it a little less I'm miserable to... today. Yeah, <laughs> it isn't. It's Don't long. We will it's a try. long musical, but we are going to try and stay on task, despite all evidence <laughs> showing that we won't. <laughs> We're already thirty minutes in, and <laughs> I have talked about <laughs> four other things. Okay, it's fine. Uh, guest Catherine Jankowski. Yeah, already did that part. So facts about the show. Yeah, based on the novel by Victor Hugo yes. of Huntback and Notre Dame fame. Uh huh. Um, Meryl, do you want to take the names away? Because I'm terrible at French. Sure. What names? 
Oh, about like who wrote the music and the oh, books? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. So it premiered in Paris in 1980. Um, I'm just going to do, I just did the book for the English version. So there's been several oh, yeah, iterations absolutely. of this. Because there was a French and an English version. Exactly. Um, so the book was by Herbert, sorry. Kretzmer. Herbert Kretzmer. Uh, at Trevor Nunn and John Caird also mm-hmm. like did a couple adaptations. The music was by Claude Michel Schoonberg is how I'm going to pronounce that. Uh, the lyrics were also by Herbert Kretzmer and James Fenton. So again, those are updated from the French, yes. which was a different person. There's been a couple yeah. different. Claude Michel wrote the music for both French and English yes. versions. Yeah. They just he was the only person English. listed. He was the only person who wrote the music. Yeah. Um, the first production was in September 1980 in Paris, mm-hmm. France. Um, it then The show then moved to England, in October 1985, where it opened on the West End mm-hmm. and still remains it's open still to running. this day. I think it's like the second longest running musical, like in the world. In the or world, yeah. yeah. And it's the longest running musical on the West on End. On the West End. Um, it opened on Broadway on March 1987, mm-hmm. and the original production stayed open for 16 years and closed in 2003 after 6,680 performances. It's incredible. There have been two Broadway revivals. So many tours. So many tours. Um, there was. Uh, tons of like anniversary concerts and all Mm -hmm. that thing um it was the second longest running show after cats Uh until it was passed by phantom in 2006 what up um the original production for on broadway in 1987 was nominated for 12 tonys and it won eight um including best best musical yeah best book Best original score. And featured actor and actress and direction and a bunch of technical stuff, too. All the big ones. Too. And then the 2014 <laughs> revival, which mm-hmm. just closed this past year. Oh, that's right. Um, was nominated for three Tonys. Sure. Including Best Revival, and mm-hmm. it did not win any. Well. So. Uh, but it does have the honor of having, like, uh, I think it's a Drama Desk Award yeah. for most popular musical, which I think they just made up. They probably did. To, like, give Les Mis some I mean, the show has been around for, like, like it as is a, long as the theater itself. It is a true cornerstone slash staple <laughs> of theater, musical theater. It's one, like, basically every theater nerd is, like, yeah. peaked yeah. out Yeah, on. yeah. True. You, like, even if you don't know it, you know it. You know exactly. it. <clears throat> Sesame Street has done it. You yeah. know yeah, every, it. Like, everyone parodies it. it has, SNL has parodied it. It has been an, it has touched every single corner of pop culture yeah. in yeah. the world. Crazy Ex-Girlfriend. I forgot about yeah, that they one. Yeah, they just did one. Yeah. my notes. That's yeah. right. Um, the one where they're going to the courthouse. The drip, drip, yeah. drip. Oh, that. And also just, um, they just did another one <gasps> from. I haven't seen the latest episode. Oh, it's not the latest episode, but it is this season. It's uh, a parody of Empty Chairs at Empty Tables. <gasps> oh, I haven't seen um, that one yet. It is about a man discussing how his wife uh, does not orgasm when they have sex and she goes to the bathroom to buzz one out. <laughs> uh, <laughs> oh, wait, yeah. yeah he yeah, thinks yeah. it's her okay, electric toothbrush, that. That. but that one, yeah. all the that's women like at the, the office second, are like, like it's not an electric toothbrush. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. Um, now that sounds um, the same as from the musical. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah that's, no, that's how that's empty right. chairs at empty tables yeah, goes. That's right. That's right. Um, okay, so synopsis. Yes. Yeah. Unless you have any other facts. Nope. Factotums. Um, okay, so set 
His is from the Wikipedia. Guys, the Wikipedia has some real gems of lines. I can't wait to get to them. Uh, Set in early 19th century France, it is the story of Jean Valjean, a peasant, and his quest for redemption after years in jail. Valjean breaks his parole to start a new life, but is relentlessly tracked by a police inspector named Javert. Along the way, Valjean and crew are swept into a a revolutionary period in France. Jean Um, Valjean is actually part of the (laughs) A-team. Jean Valjean is part of some kind of team. You got nice pronunciations there. Jean. 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 Thank you. Uh, I'm just going to give a quick rundown of all the characters. Yeah, I was thinking we should do that because there's 5,000. There's so many and they're all connected. It's insane. Um, So we'll start with Jean Valjean. He is the lead. He is also prisoner 24601. So that number comes up a lot. That number comes up a lot. Inspector Javert. uh, Fontaine who is a peasant woman turned, she is a factory worker, she loses her job, she becomes a prostitute, and then she dies. Yeah, uh, She has a daughter named Cosette, who she who is being raised as a child by Mad, oh, sorry, Monsieur and Madame Thenardier, uh, who are real bitches. Truly. Um, they're bad. They're funny bitches. They have a daughter named Eponine, yes. whom they spoil with all the money that Fontaine sends them to pay for Cosette, and they make Cosette be basically Cinderella. Uh, then we skip ahead to Marius, who is a student and also falls in love with Cosette. Mm-hmm. Um, and or- Angel Ross. Thank you. Um, he's always a hot guy in a red he vest. Always a hot he's so hot. That's my first crush. Like, literally. Yeah. In my life, my first crush. Yeah. He He's is Marius' best friend. They are trying to inspire the revolution. Yes. Um, with, <laughs> as I wrote, everyone else, parentheses, who cares? Um, Truly. Save <laughs> for Gavroche, who is a tiny little boy turned spy turned dead. P.S. This is Hamlet. Everyone dies. <laughs> everyone you love dies. Truly. Always, you. The moral of this musical is: you are not free until slash unless you die. Yeah, no, absolutely. So Agreed. that's how this works. That's a real quick rundown. Yeah, uh, that was basically the plot. Let's dive in. Dive right in. This is not going to be chronological. No, we can't do that because um, the show is literally seven years long. It's so long. It takes a place over a period of like twenty years. Twenty years. Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah. And the book. I mean, people colloquially refer to Les Mis as the brick. Yes. Because it is literally the size of a cement brick. Yes. So I like made the mistake of when I was in the eighth grade, I tried to read Les Mis in the original French. Sure. And being in French one, (laughs) it made total sense. Yeah. Every 10th word, you're like, got it. Here's my thing, guys. Don't read Les Mis in French. Don't, don't read, read Les, Les Mis. Mis. Don't yeah, read I Les feel Mis. like you could stop after yeah. that. I would venture, don't listen to Les Mis. Here's the thing. There are five good songs in Les Mis. There are five And now songs. here's what you're saying if you like Les Mis. No, no, no. There are so many good songs in Les Mis, and you're about to start listing them. And let me tell you, you're going to list them, and then you're going to go, oh, wait. <laughs> and somehow I've only listed five, despite the fact that this musical is two and a half hours long. Of straight singing. P.S. Half of those songs that you just listed are like a reprise of some sort. Right. <laughs> like The musical themes are so repetitive in this, I can't keep track of what song I'm actually on. It's true. Um, you're not wrong. I know. I mean, like, the thing, that's the thing. Sad. The thing with the show, though, is that, like, the music is 
kind of really gorgeous and it's like oh it's beautiful it's epic and, and, it's moving. Epic no and it's one orchestral writes, and it's extremely no one sweeping. writes music like that anymore no, like, I feel that way about this Andrew Lloyd Webber and the King and I disagree with you so <laughs> but like it's it's just so gorgeous and all that but it's it is, so it's freaking long yeah, yeah I would argue like the score is so beautiful that it like hooks me the entire time totally but that Absolutely. doesn't mean every single song is uh, no like hooks no. me yeah, yeah. There's only because like uh, half the time the songs are moving the plot forward and then you have songs like One More Day, which is like one of the greatest songs in the musical canon. Sure. And then you have songs where people are just walking. Yeah, thinking, just like walking. Just and, like, having thoughts, thinking. Right. Inner monologuing. Because this, this, this show really is more operesque. Yes. Yeah. Oh, for sure. Um, That's not even a word. Yes. But I'm gonna Operesque. We it get it. it. Right. Like an opera. It's like an opera. For those of you following along at home. Yeah. <laughs> like an opera. Like an opera. No, and this show opera. is definitely, like, it's a lot of heavy lifting. Oh, There's a oh, lot yeah. of names. Absolutely. A lot of, like, French names. A lot of names. We jump around of, in time. There's yes. a lot of, like, history. Mm-hmm. Like, most people are like, oh, it's the French Revolution. It actually it's isn't. Not. It's, it's not. On the Wikipedia, it's listed as a revolutionary period in France. So right. the revolution, fun fact, uh, it wasn't even a revolution. It's technically called the June Rebellion. Right. Yes. It was students who yeah. took over parts of Paris. Yeah. It was like the a, rebellion a lasted quiet for uprising. two days. It's yeah. the women's march of yeah. revolutionary France. <laughs> Except for they had muskets. Like, yeah. That's right. pretty much it. And listen, the only reason we didn't have muskets is because it's hard to take those on planes nowadays. Yeah. Well, we also have been kind of pushing that, you know, not everyone like, needs to have a gun thing. Well, listen, I say Soft burn them all. I don't give a shit. Amen. Um, um, but like the rebel, like this was truly just like a footnote of history in France. And oh, for sure. Uh, be- because I was reading uh, a little bit about the book and ever like Hugo kind of gave it this like more uh, Hugo gave it the renown that we now it has, have for right? this yeah. rebellion sure. because rebellion lasted for two days. But it's in thing. no way anywhere close a- to the French Revolution. Right. No. But it is important. No, I yeah, think it's absolutely. an interesting absolutely. it makes for an interesting setting because at least in the musical slash book you know we're setting up Look at all these terrible conditions. People right. are poor and destitute. And so, isn't it? It's honestly a lot of parallels with now, I feel like. I, uh, I was thinking that listening the, to it today, I was like, the this student is uprising to me. being extremely aligned with, I think, the democratic socialist, yeah. leftist, young youth millennial <laughs> movement. Sure. Uh, specifically when they're talking, oh, I can't remember the name of the song. Um, but it's it's Marius talking to everyone about why they're uprising, and they're like, just like, why should a rich kid like yeah. fight? Red Basically, and black. Is, like, yeah. like, it's right. red and fight black for the right. night and an opera of the right. Yeah. <clears throat> and they're like, yeah. what you know, what do we have to fight for? But I feel one like that's really. One of the five really... good songs in the show. <laughs> <laughs> Disagree. Would not be one of the five say, I list. I want to hear both of your five because um, I like some. Weird my five stuff. would okay. be. My five would be. Uh, I dreamed a dream on my own. One day more, um, bring him home, and oh god, maybe I only have four. There's probably an obvious one I'm missing. Maybe stars. Uh, I'd probably switch between stars and empty chairs and empty tables, depending on the mood that I'm in. That's pretty much mine. Yeah. I I do like. Do you hear the people saying? Yeah, eh, yeah, that's fair. Um, I just combine that with one day more in my head. Yeah, same. That's fair. But I think also at the end, like we were talking about how it's it's leading up to the revolution. I right, think right, right. The right. fact that that's used as your output kind of gives you like, this is what's to come in this small revolution. Like yeah, this absolutely. is what it does to build. Like 
just because uh, like literally everyone died. It yes. did ignite this huge right. thing that, you know, it might have taken another 13, 15 years, but right. completely overthrew their country. Again, I feel like that's <coughs> extremely uh, relevant to today. Do you hear the people saying? Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. I don't know. It's I interesting. That. I felt like stars also was super relevant to today. Yes. But we will get there. We'll get there. Connor, what are your top five? Uh, my top five are um, <laughs> at the end of the day. <laughs> Love at the end at of the, the day. At the end of the day, you're a little bit cold. <laughs> it's so, it, it is. It's really moving. It's very. It's not moving. Like, it's no, but I mean, like, like, yelling at it's once. It's mostly just yes. plot, and yeah. it's like really fun to sing. Not moving emotionally, but yeah, that's what I mean. Yeah. Like moving like it's kinetic. Right. It it's makes kinetic. me feel like marching. I've listened. To, I've walked it. home from this specific subway stop for the last two days. Yeah. This will mark my third day in a row. And both times I've been listening to the soundtrack. Yes. And it's always something like it, either Master of the House yeah. or it's at the end of the day. And <laughs> Just always like <laughs> m- marching, yeah, marching home. Just, it's just like it's such a it's a, such a fun song. Yeah, I mean it's not fun because no, like, it's, it is good, it, but it's a it's good song. Not, it's fine. It, I learned yeah. I learned the word slut from that song. Yeah, sure, it's true. <laughs> yeah. I listen to Lady because they call Fontaine a slut. Yeah, that's yeah. fair. There's well, a lot of slut, slut shaming in this show. It's not great. It's not great. They're not they're not taking the right side of history on sex work, guys. Yeah. Nope. So well, yeah. They're not. No, they're not. <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna say like product of the times, but like they're still not. I mean, is anyone on the right? <laughs> it's true. No. Um Oh, okay. Sorry, so, Connor, so we have at the one end day, at the end like, of the day. Uh Dream to Dream, obviously. Of course. Um uh One Day More. Mm-hmm. Stars and um uh, on my own. On my own. And then, own. if I could add more, I would put in like, um, bring him home. Yeah, I only like bring him home because in during that production, the revival, the most recent revival, yeah. didn't the guy playing Marius? Someone in that production died mid-production it was super oh, yeah. young yeah, so yeah, yeah. he was he the did. first black understudy first, ever yes. for valjean and it valjean was, it was right. right after his like first night i don't yeah. think it was like the yeah. party after it but it was like literally less than a week after he yeah. was the first valjean ever in like a major production yeah the first black to be a valjean. yeah and then he fell off his mother's balcony yeah. at a family party she'd had to celebrate his role yeah yeah, yeah. it was like this tragic it was thing. incredibly sad. anyway it was, it was they very, sang yeah, yeah. bring him home that. In the production, like the next production yeah. that went up, and it was like a big, oh, like they specifically the single. Yeah. Like no, it was be- like that's it was very gorgeous. moving and beautiful. Yeah. And so I think that's the thing about this musical. I think if you have something that moves you, like the song can have an emotional meaning to right. you. For example, College Me loved on my own yeah. because I'm whatever. I have thoughts on, on my Listen, own. Listen, right. on my own. Okay, starting from the top. There was a musical uh, movie made in 2011, I believe. Tom Hooper, Hopper, two O's or two P's. Anyway, uh, with Anne Hathaway, it's the one you all know and love. Um, oh, I thought it was two. Was it 2012? I think it was 2012. Anyway, I know we 2011 were in or 2012. Um, with Anne Hathaway and Hugh Jackman and Russell Crowe. Yeah, <clears throat> you may have an opinion on that. Anyway, Taylor Swift was originally cast to play was rumored yeah heavily she denies it yeah heavily rumored to the back to the point where amanda aarons my mother walked into my room and was like i cannot believe they're gonna have taylor (laughs) swift play my favorite role but here's the thing 
Eponine basically is Taylor Swift. True. No, she absolutely On My Own is just you belong with me, but less poppy. Mm -hmm. It's just like a girl being like, oh, you love someone else, but I wish you loved me because I'm better. Absolutely. It's... Anyway, so we've all, I feel like, been there where we're like, oh, I love It's an you. unrequited love. Yeah, I know. Um, Write it down in your journal and cry about right. it later. If you saw my- uh, Meryl, if you high saw school man. me would be so No, it's like college me. Yeah. I watched, so this movie came out when I was in college. I was in the middle of loving someone who truly did not love me back. And I was- Yes, I, I did. <clears throat> <laughs> I watched this over winter break and bald. <laughs> like, yeah. truly- just tears streaming down my face was like I get it and I'm and it was like, one of the so only and opinion coming it was one of the only good songs that was in the sh- in the movie uh, hard because agree. it was Samantha Brown who's from Broadway yes yeah. Barks. And Barks Barks Barks, yeah. Barks. Mm-hmm. and she's Incredible. She's incredible. Yeah. Oh, yeah, she was so good. One of my she favorite was, parts of the movie. I think she was in the 25th anniversary concert, wasn't she? Was. she? That's yeah, correct. She was. She was. Mm-hmm. No, I once was, this is such a cliche, like, jank moment. Never. And whatever. I was literally lost, couldn't find my friends while it was raining in <laughs> Paris. Literally wandering around Paris in Holy the rain. Shit. No, I swear to God. This is incredible. This is no, I swear to God. I was supposed to meet some friends at a boat and my train, my Eurostar got delayed from London like six hours. So oh I just missed God. the boat and couldn't find them and was walking back to my hostel in the rain and was listening to my iPod on shuffle and on my own came up and I was just like, oh God. Like, oh, so just like, oh like it's happening. It's like, <laughs> That's me, just so like, great. Softly <laughs> sobbing as I walked through. Mom, oh. I was definitely not walking by myself in Paris. No, would never. never. Well, whatever, you made it through. You're so alive. Here um, I am. Yeah, I did say earlier or yesterday, we get it, Eponine. Mm-hmm. You're sad about a boy. Yeah. So are all the gay men in New York. Bish, we it. all been sad about a boy. Though I I'm will sad about a boy every day. Every day. She has two songs. Here's what the thing. Okay, but I, about I, I do have I do have thoughts about like the music okay. of the song <laughs> because I okay. I had a really interesting thought today. And I tracked this motif. Okay, I'm ready. Through the show. Okay. Oh my God. Connor took freaking science notes. And I, I've i been calling it the love slash death motif. Yes. Is it everyone is bad or in love with Marius? Because that is a note that I have. <laughs> no, everyone it's definitely is, not that Who note. is bad? Everyone in here is either bad or they're in love in, love in some way with Marius. Yeah. Um, my, that's really interesting because my through line is Cosette. Okay, because that connects literally every single character. Uh huh. True. Which is which is true right. because she's the focal point. She's the focal. For point. For some reason, we're supposed to be on her side. Now, again, I watched this in college. This movie. I don't know a single person who likes. Co- I know. I was like, she's I hate so Cosette. Boring. Every single Cosette person. Is terrible. So boring. I thought she was the villain. Every single person she was not <laughs> ever talked to about this show. Take a break, clear your throat. It's all right. Sorry, Jenk is recovering from a sickness. Regular fun over here. She was down with the sickness. Yeah, that's true. Okay, thank you. She has has, the consumption. They just looked at me like I was (laughs) crazy. (laughs) I was because I just screeched into this microphone. Sorry, like literally every theater person I've ever talked to is like, no, because that's a because it's trash. No, because that's trash, and she's terrible. But she is the one connection point. She's the connection point. But so this this motif that goes through the show, uh huh, um, and it's. Eponine's song. Eponine yes. is the one who sings it. Um, but 
two other characters sing it in the show. Referring only to On other, My Own. Yes, referring yes, to yes, On yes. My Own. Only they sing the melody of it. They sing the melody of it, and it's only three characters. It's... Fontaine, yes. Eponine, mm-hmm. and Jean Valjean. Yep. Mm-hmm. They're the only three characters that sing this motif. So that's why I've been calling it the love slash death motif. Because they're the three characters, apart from Javert, which is a totally different story, mm-hmm. who die Bonk. in the show. Right. Apart from Angel Ross, but like... It's apart from everyone. Uh, uh, yeah. But the three main characters. I mean, like, like the, I, I the, the three main characters yeah. that, the sh- that change in the show. Don't die in the war. Yeah. And I was thinking... Well, Eponine does. But I was thinking about it, and... Mm. Um, a little pre-war. She does. So he's this right. is pre-war right. spittle. Yeah, and uh, I was just thinking that, like, I feel like these are the. Th- bear with me. I feel like these are kind of the three main characters yeah. of the show. I would agree with that. Um, because they're the characters that change the most mm-hmm. from the beginning from the beginning of their arc to the end, mm-hmm. and they're the characters that are actively seeking redemption. Was Fontaine right. on the list? Similar, yes. I have a similar... Interesting. I have a similar motif that I was kind of talking about of, like, escapism. Valjean literally escaping his past life, changing his name. He's yes. got... Yes. In the novel, he's referred to as, like, three or... F- at least three different names. He changed his name multiple times mm-hmm. to kind of, like, he be on the run a as a con... Yeah, yeah, he's, yeah, he's he a convict, he and he's, like... <clears throat> a fraud yeah and then Fontaine like her version of escapism is like escaping the life that she I guess is kind of like stuck in at the moment like she is very much like representative of like the worker at now and Eponine is like her escapism is very much of like this theoretical version of like fantasy like her reason for death is just to live in her fantasy forever yeah whereas Fontaine's is to provide for her child and Valjean's is very much like to be reunited with God, I say in right. air quotes. Absolutely. And I like totally agree with that. And I said redemption in my notes because it is very much a story of Jean Valjean's redemp- redemption mm-hmm. from being this criminal convict into becoming like a man of God. But the, in thing, the insane and, thing uh, is so that I, he's not a con- like he's I not was, a right, criminal. Right, right, right. Which it's that whole like moral yeah. puzzle, that moral riddle where you're like, would you still love the bread to feed your family? Right. Like, that's literally what he does. So he's not. Just the whole thing is bonkers to me. Spoiler alert: Javert kills himself because like he keeps chasing after Jean Valjean, and yeah. Jean Valjean is like, "Hold on, before you arrest me, give me one hour to do this heroic thing." Yeah. And Javert's like, "Okay, cool." And then Jean Valjean is like, "Psych, bye." Yeah. And he does the rogue thing, but also then leaves. And then at one point, he like saves Javert's life, and then saves Marius's life, yeah. and Javert sees it, and he's like. I- I don't know how to reconcile <laughs> his criminal past with who he is now. It's there true. are no shades of moral gray. I must kill myself. It's true. It's honestly, the most dramatic, bonkers thing I've like, ever heard. I, faces... I always go. No, 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 no. You can go. Oh, I was gonna say he faces literally the first thing that has ever challenged his yeah. worldview, and yeah. he's like, "Guess I'm he's out." The most stereotypical <laughs> white man I've ever encountered. Yeah, absolutely. He's just like, mm, "It's a different point of view." No. And but his brain is, explodes and he throws himself off a bridge. It's very much like Victor Hugo putting moral absolutism versus moral relativism. Sure. And like relativism wins. But the whole <laughs> thing is like, what was, if if it was like Jean Valjean needed redemption from, because one time he murdered a guy. Right. right that right, would be right. different. But like, he went to jail for breaking an arbitrary rule because... Whatever. Because this is basically my argument for why we should abolish prisons. And I just can't get that. I can't get into this. I also <laughs> interpret Javert, though, as he's not 
oh, I can't find any moral gray. I want to kill myself. It's more so, not more so. I mean, I, I see it as these types of judgments of who is bad and who is good. No one can make those except God. And mm-hmm. as a policeman, that's what I've built my life on. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And therefore, because he's a very God-fearing guy. Like, yeah. Shars sure. is all about him and God. So I think yeah. it's him putting himself in and be like, God is the. I sound like I'm super religious. I'm really not. No, 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 no. God, God is, is the a only huge character. Ju- I mean, like, yeah, but God he, is the only judge of good and bad. Right. And me as Javert, I don't need to spend my life doing, doing that, that anymore. anymore. I'd rather reunite with God. But he has like this that's insane like moral code. But that's my whole thing. Like, uh, he has this insane moral code where he's like when you do bad things you are a bad person right and that's just not the reality of it and it's like he can't he's like a computer when faced with that like direct example of why that's absolute like absolutism is not in my opinion a real thing like it can't exist he's like oh and then just malfunctions yeah. and is like I just I'm gonna I'll just be dead that'll true. be easier it, it's it's true it's because bizarre. he's a, he, a lot of people are like I was thinking about this today and he's not a character that changes even mm-hmm. though he's one of the focal characters of the show no. because you can't have Jean Valjean without Javert and you can't true. have Javert without Jean Valjean yeah. he doesn't he's not one of the characters that changes throughout the show he stays stagnant uh-uh. and when he's faced with that new reality he's like he's buy like him out. I can't do it <laughs> I won't I will not it's truly okay I'm not getting political <laughs> I can't do this no it's um, interesting because like that's he's one of the most people that I'm kind of like this is our current political climate. Yep, this yeah. is what's happening in America this right now. Where GOP, people are like, like so. this is literally what happened literally this morning. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Matt Lauer and Savannah going on the air and saying, how do you reconcile your yeah. friend who did something like this? And yeah. So I think it's I, I, like, yeah. and Sarah Silverman did that a couple weeks ago with Louis C.K. Yeah, she like exactly. monologue on her show. She's like, how do you love a person who did bad things and know that they did bad things and be mad at them for doing those bad things? And also still love them. Exactly. How do we do that? It's a difficult question. But I think of it more as like, more of like, I don't know, less personal, although it's extremely (laughs) deeply personal to Javert, his moral code. I I think of it as like a, a party lines in the sense of like voting. Like, well, I can't vote for... A Democrat. I can't vote for a Republican. Yeah. So I'll vote for this other Alabama Canada. Right yeah. yeah, for this other candidate. Pardon me. And I'll vote for them, even though they're truly abhorrent. Yeah. Because I, I can't break with party lines. Right. Like we, but that's just, but it, it, specifically in Alabama right now, but also just like in general, that's the sure. sort of absolutism yeah. like that we've set into our own, like, Voting lines, it's like when people get mad at people for voting f- third party in a right, presid- right. presidential election. Like, way to throw away your vote. Like, screw you, they're voting. Like, it doesn't have to just be a buy. Like, it doesn't have to be only two options. Sure. I don't know. There's just this weird thing that we've sort of done. We've, like, rendered ourselves into this, like, weird system where we're judging people for voting. Mm-hmm. Where we're judging people for their absolutism while also perpetuating a system of absolutism. Of absolutism. Anyway, the it's point is a- we should all throw ourselves off a bridge. Yeah, truly. Let's, <laughs> let's all join Javert. Yeah, and I just took it as like a, like I totally get what you're saying. I just took it as a like, 
way on stage they could represent like giving yourself up to saying yeah. I can't make these decisions yeah I like that the only that thing that can make these decisions yeah I really is do God. like God really yeah no I, like I, I think that's a really good assessment yeah. of, of Javert I don't know why we spend so much time on him I, I'm so intrigued by him no it's true they're typed I mean well, it's funny looking, because like, it's, it's like, every single time I see this show I relate to a different character yes I, I even saw it once where I related to Cosette it's like <gasps> bite your tongue banished no, <laughs> I saw I saw Norm Lewis in it, and he oh, wow. sucked me in, and I was I just was sucked like, you in. I was like, I thought she was gonna say he <laughs> sucked, and I was like, whoa, 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 whoa. you better back. That take up. is too hot. Put it no, back I in mean, the oven. I've seen the show five times. And I think every single time I've seen it, I've liked someone else. tied to a different yeah. character, yeah. which is really yeah, yeah, interesting. Yeah, yeah. That makes sense. That's fair. Um, I, I, I but I, I do really like just to like go back to yeah. your interpretation of it because as you said Meryl God is such a like focal point everybody's talking show. about God in this show Jean Valjean's entire like crux of his identity is based on his relationship with God mm-hmm. and Be- so is Javert's st- I mean because of the show though honestly yeah. like you would argue in the in the overture slash work song as we shall mm-hmm. call it uh-huh. um He's, I mean, there's no evidence of him being a God fearing guy. And then Absolutely. the second, like the very beginning of the show, the bishop gives him, shows him yeah. some yeah. forgiveness and gives him an opportunity to take what he had stolen from the bishop and just gotten caught with. Yeah. The bishop pretends right. he gave it to him anyway. So and he gives can him more. Afford to yeah. live a new life and say, like, you know, become a better person, cash us in for real money and go be a good person with it. And right. that's his underlying theme for the entire yeah. show is Absolutely. redemption via The bishop God. is liter- the literal embodiment of the like parable where, or not parable, but um, in the New Testament, Jesus is like, if, if your neighbor, not your neighbor, oh my God, why can't I think of this? Basically, if Neither someone slaps you your face, quotes. you turn and you give turn them the, the other, other cheek. cheek. Right. Yeah. Basically, if someone like does something terrible to you, you just continue to offer them. Yeah, you're just like you don't retaliate essentially. Yeah, and the bishop is the embodiment of that. Like, not only did you steal from me, I'm gonna forgive you and give you more. more. Yeah. and that resonates so deeply with Valjean that he, he is like, I have to give it all. Yeah, he restarts his life. Yeah. And I think that that's relevant. I mean, even throughout the show, he learns how to kind of cope with that in different ways. Like in the, what is, what do they call it? It's like, it might be the first confrontation that he does with Javert. Mm-hmm. After Fontaine's where, death. Yeah. No, it's, in it's, the hospital? It's, it's, it's who am I? It's who am I? Where oh, he's yeah, deciding, yeah, yeah. am After I, the runaway oh, card? When, when do the I man do, is like caught yeah. and he's like, do I let this man exactly. go on trial for Exactly. Have I done like enough yeah. good in this world? Is my life... And all I want to do for other people is it actually literally a trade for some other right. innocent right. person? Right. Yeah. Like, should I continue to be free and let them think this other guy is the criminal that literally think that they are me and think that they right. he is a criminal? Right. Like, can do am I going to do enough good in this world? Is it an even trade? And I think it's another evidence of God's the only one who can really judge that. that. Like he says, like, if I speak, I'm condemned. But if I stay silent, I'm damned. I'm damned. So I think it's another example of that. Valjean is running into moral conundrums all over the damn place. I mean, like... That's all he does. He takes a step and it's like... This entire (laughs) show is just one giant morality channel. Like, honestly, over and over again, just morality But without ever questioning the systems in place, which, like, it's 
from the 80s and obviously that's a lot right. for a musical to take on absolutely but like at some point we have to ask also, ourselves i don't think hugo really did that probably not no novel. we're just now i feel like we're, we're only just, just now, starting, now starting, to starting to question the questions systems, systems that are in place but that's the that's the biggest issue for me is that i'm like these are arbitrary rules anyway like right. yeah only god can judge you but also like we have these insane procedures in place for whatever anyway um we've skipped over i dreamed a dream which is fine we're skipping we're around. skipping around yeah, we which is fine, fine with me no 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 yeah i just <clears throat> it's a good song i think it really depends on the fo- person playing fontaine um <laughs> otherwise i think it can seem really one note yes uh, Have you guys heard Darren um, Chris came out with a acoustic guitar version? Huh? No, I'm not. And I've not heard I that. saw it online. I was like, this can't actually be good, but it's actually twist fantastic, really good. Yeah, you can trick your non Broadway like your friends that hate <laughs> yes, Broadway. Perfect. You can trick them into thinking it's a country song. I think I love that. I think everyone is familiar, probably most familiar. Most look, I'm doing. You're it. doing oh the Minnesota accent. I th- it's got to be like something about the orange couch. It's the orange couch. It's the orange couch. Um, did you, I Nick? The, did you get this couch from Minnesota? That's probably. He's head, yes. That's probably the most familiar, most popular song. Yeah. From oh, right? absolutely. Wikipedia, so, it is the most I was actually. Um. Oh. Oh. Wait. Never mind. What? Continue. I was gonna make a reference to another podcast that Meryl and I listened to because they talk about it in the episode that was today that came out on the day that we're recording right now. They talked about how... Who? What um, podcast? Culturistas. Oh, sorry. I haven't listened. I've only been listening to Les Miserables for the last Amazing. three days um, but, on a um, loop. They like, brought up a point about how... Um, I can't remember the singer, but someone at like Bill Clinton's inauguration saying I dreamed a dream. What? Yep. That's bizarre. Uh, yeah, which is weird because like the context is like, she's dying. No, they... Um, <laughs> And One Day More is was also a commonly new, used song in Clinton's campaign. Was it really? And Obama's too. Bizarre. That's very odd. I don't remember I that in Obama's. That, here's I, don't, I, I don't I don't know either. the Clinton I campaign think at that all. It was, I think it was more a um, like social media. Okay. I can see One thing. Day More. That's more like it's One More Day to Revolution. Tomorrow we'll discover what our God in heaven has in store. Yeah. But I Dreamed a Dream is a song about a person who... There, there's a literal line like, so different from this hell I'm living. No, exactly. it's funny because it is a song about how she had all these expectations for what life would be, and none of them worked out. And in fact, she is at truly rock bottom. Yeah, this is <laughs> like right before of her it death. As, uh, it's such inspiring, a, it's, but it's, it's an not. inspiring song. No, it's about how dreams aren't real, and exactly. you're stuck with Honestly, this life now. And this man seduced her, yeah. impregnated her, and, and then left, left, her. left her and her child. Listen, I wrote. I, a note to myself to not talk about Susan Boyle, but I blame Susan Boyle for Susan this. Susan Boyle, Susan because Boyle. I have Susan Boyle on my notes. I wrote, "Do not talk about Susan Boyle," <laughs> because I have a lot of feelings about oh it. God. And she's a fine singer, but mostly she just got big because everyone was like, "Ugly people aren't talented," which is insane. That. Because sure. have you met Andrew Lloyd Webber? Anyway, <laughs> um, although some people would argue he's not talented, and that's a fight for a different day. <laughs> Here's my point. She sang it and everyone was like, oh my God, how inspiring. She was almost 50 and now she has a record deal. And like that song is not inspiring. This song is deeply, no. song is truly deeply sad. Yeah. <laughs> 
But here's the other thing. I also don't want to see a close-up shot of Anne Hathaway on my stupid movie theater screen. No. I'm going to be the only one on this couch who I just loved you it. You liked no, that? I did not oh. Guys, see I think I might be the all. only one in America who liked Russell Crowe in them. Oh, uh, you what? super are. Maybe I the world. Know. Oh my God. Wow, wow, no. wow. No, 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 wow, no. Wow, 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 wow. I'll, I'll go, Nick, I'm going to yeah, leave the headphones. Yeah, see yourself out. Uh, <laughs> I'm just going to uh, create a pillow version of you. <laughs> that will and we can talk to we'll ventriloquist your listen voice. he just I feel the about Russell Crowe in the movie version of Les Mis the same way I feel about Gerard Butler in the movie version of Phantom, Phantom. of the Opera yeah. two guys who are I mean I don't know about Gerard Butler but who are decent actors that could act that part if it did not require them to sing. Oh, one thousand percent. I am not at, not a good singer. I am not no, at. No, he's no. a good actor. Defending oh, the vocals. I am also like a weirdo, and I'm one of those people that likes La La Land because it was because of the imperfections. Okay. okay. So I kind of I I like. I don't it think when you have to sing it flawlessly, like but I Nick's also don't think you should be. I don't like it. You don't have to be perfect, but also you shouldn't be flat in a. M- multi-million dollar film. No, right, no, no. Right, like I said, right, right. I can't defend the vocals. <laughs> like, your voice can crack. You shouldn't be, like, consistently a half step off. Yeah, like exactly. I said, I can't defend the vocals. Yeah. Just but Disney also... that shit. Have someone else come in and sing Literally, it for you. No yeah. one is like, mm, that's not Russell's singing voice because we've never heard him sing before. All you gotta do is be like, is that Judy Kuhn? And it's like, yes, yes it is it Judy Kuhn. <laughs> Have Judy Kuhn do Russell Crowe. Right. <laughs> Russell Crowe's voice. I, you guys Judy right. Kuhn as Javert. Javert, yeah. <laughs> Only singing. That sounds like it amazing It is Russell Crowe lip syncing to Judy that Kuhn. That sounds like the most perfect casting in the world. <laughs> um, oh, okay, this is skipping ahead, but there is a line from the Wikipedia. Over. From the Wikipedia, just really quick, where they are talking about um, it's later, uh, Cosette's grown up. Yeah. Um, everyone is kind of, all the people that were sort of living the good life, uh, we'll call them the 2002 buying a home with no mortgage. Sure. And now we're skipping ahead to 2008 with the recession. Yeah. Everyone's just living the dream. The Tenardiers have lost their in. They're like fighting and scrounging and being terrible still anyway uh they run into valjean and cosette this Mm -hmm. is when cosette first meets marius and the line from wikipedia is while the gang bamboozles her father cosette runs into marius they fall in love at first sight jesus christ i was like what kind of scooby-doo nonsense (laughs) the gang bamboozles her father i'm like what is happening in this description it truly made me giggle that's very funny i had to write it down verbatim it is so silly thank you for sharing um you gotta look for silliness in this show you gotta find it where you can get it listen it's a depressing show deep condos this is such an like funny podcast yeah i like laugh on the subway yeah god you know what Uh. though guys this week we're bringing you god it's okay. okay. Bring in you got Come from away questions of moral episode. absolutism. Truly. Um, uh, da, da, da. I don't have anything else. Do you guys want to take a break? Yeah, let's take a quick break. We'll find our spot. Uh, we'll be right back. Great. The crow's good. <gasps> and anyway, at the end of the crow's, the birds, the crow's, that's the crow's turn on him. 
And then they all fly to him and he gets covered in clothes, a la Nick Cage in that movie about bees. You know, Meryl, I'm so happy that we chose Lisa over Casper. <laughs> How dare Casper you? Casper has too many ghosts. Oh, my God. Get out. Um, <laughs> I will never be sponsored by an internet mattress company. It does not align with my political beliefs. Um, Meryl, if they're giving us that's money. That's a joke. I <laughs> truly don't care, and I'll sell out for anyone. Truly. Meryl, I'll also, tell you, I listen to 15 hours of podcasting a week, and mm-hmm. I've never heard of Lisa. I cannot believe Same. that. Same. Okay, thank okay, you. That's yeah. crazy. You. That's crazy to me. I Literally no show I've ever listened that's to. That's insane. Lisa, Lisa does this whole bad. thing. They're well, like trying po- to... My podcasts aren't all RuPaul podcasts, <laughs> I mean, I don't listen to RuPaul's podcast anyway. I stopped listening to RuPaul's podcast. Um, They got a little too For millennial hatier for me. That's the one. Yep. Uh, they're like, uh, you young kids want everything. And I was like, we just want to be alive. <laughs> I just um, want to live my life. Okay. So somehow we've once again gotten on a tangent. Um, Us never. Whom? Whomst. Whomst would have. Okay. So we totally skipped over the, as Jank pointed out, the comic relief, essentially, of the, only the show. Comic <laughs> the well, only well, bits of live, the only bits of levity and also true weasels of the show. Oh, absolutely. The Tenardiers. Yeah, we did. Um, so let's start there and get through the rest of this musical. Um, Master of the House is a fun song. It's a jaunty tune. It's jaunty. That it's is jaunty. an excellent description. It yeah. is jaunty. It is. And I mean... Oh, it's, it's describing truly hellish behavior, it's, it, but also capitalism. They're literally describing how they swindle their customers. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, but when you own the means of production, you get to decide... You get to do whatever you want. What you're going to upcharge that. for. Anyway. Um, so, I don't know. Personally, mm-hmm. and I know Meryl, you kind of feel the same way about this. Mm, I'm running. I could do with a little bit less of the Tenardiers in the show. If I never had to hear "Dog Eat Dog" again in my life, yeah, I would be, be soon so enough. happy. Yeah, yeah. True. Like, like when they show up at the wedding at the end of the show, mm, I'm like, yes. why? Why Get are out. you here? Leave. We don't need you here. Begone. Everyone's already happy mm-hmm. because everyone. Worst wedding crashers, the Nadiers. Best wedding crasher, Tom Hanks. I said it. What wedding does he Tom crash? Hanks. He crashed. He crashed like a wedding in Central Park like a few months ago, and I really hope that it happens to me. Okay, not a movie reference, okay. just a I life reference. I definitely thought that was a movie reference. It's a she life just, <laughs> I guess she has a tiny letter. Follow Catherine's tiny letter. Hanks news. It's true. <laughs> All the news about Hanks. <laughs> you can sign up. Uh, she'll email you all of the Hanks sightings, weddings yeah. he's crashed, <laughs> monologues he's done, and uh, one David S. Pumpkins gift per tiny letter. Guaranteed. That's the Catherine Yankowski and it's a promise. daily distribution. So that's <laughs> a David it's S. a daily newsletter. Seven days a week. There yeah. is no break. That's true. 24 My hours Facebook a day. cover ho- photos is happy tea Thanksgiving right yeah. now. There you go. go See? Look it up. I love it. The bee loves Hanks. Change it to Murray Christmas very soon. <laughs> <laughs> so, okay. <laughs> we were talking about the Chinardies, right? So. <laughs> um, okay, so, yeah, Master of the House is interesting. That melody gets repeated it in does. Beggar's Feast. Uh, yeah. Beggars yeah, of, Beggar the of the Feast. Yeah. yeah. And they also sing it in One Day More. 
Uh, yeah. Right. Well, One Day More is just a melody. It's, it's, it's a mashup. The original mashup. <laughs> a ridge. Well, can we talk <laughs> about in the movie? There's that very strange, in Master of the House, there's that very strange diffi- like piece where the one bar girl uh-huh. like has sex with a guy dressed as Santa Claus. Oh, Lord. What? Yeah. Like, no, if you I listen to the movie soundtrack. I feel Sasha Cohen's Yes, doing. it's exactly. I mean, <laughs> exactly. God. If you, if you listen to soundtrack, they left in the like, oh, Santa part. Like, Ew. yeah, it's Except gross. for Maddie. Maddie loves him, but that's because he's a noodle and gross. Yeah, it's that makes gross, sense. It's gross, but not also... Him Helena Bonham I, Carter. Right? Yeah, it is yes. Helena Bonham Carter. Yeah, it's gross, but also I'm kind of like, Because okay, what other woman I would you guess... get to play a disgusting woman in a musical <laughs> movie? That's, that's true. <laughs> Sorry, Becky. <laughs> <laughs> um... Yeah, I mean, I get it goes with the theme, but I, ugh. I don't even. It's like I said, it's that. like attempted comic relief. No, I've only sure. ever seen the movie once, so and then I said never that was again. A no. <laughs> well, I listened to the soundtrack for this. Sure. I listened right, to right, right. you know no no no, no that's variety. You're getting sure. you're bringing in some new bits, which I, I mean, like. there's like forty thousand different soundtracks. Oh my so god, like, there's so many to choose from. We all listen. We, we to all a listen different, to a different yeah, soundtrack. We did not coordinate well. <laughs> not no, at all. We did not. I tragically suffered through the original London cast which is the most 80s yeah uh, it's Eponine first of all also everyone in this show calls her Panine Mm -hmm. they don't pronounce the E which is that's weird very annoying and makes her very pretty name gross yeah (laughs) like my name is Eponine and that is pretty and they're like Panine I'm like what is happening she's not a a sandwich sandwich. my French teacher (laughs) in eighth grade tried to tell me that Eponine was not a real French name and I could not use it it has an accent I was like excuse me have you heard of Victor Hugh Hugo (laughs) Hugh. Have you heard have you heard of, of my Hugh? dear close friend Vic Hugh? <laughs> Vic Hugh would argue. So she made me. That. She made me use eponyme, like N Y M E, and I was very upset. And what then I went the to high fuck? school, and right, gross. That's like a disgusting. Fake name. My French name was Isabel. Isabel. I took Spanish. Connor, what was your French name? What was your <laughs> Spanish Connor. name? Connor. We didn't have Spanish names. What? what? How did you call each Even other? Nick is appalled. We just called each other by our names? Call me by your name. <laughs> <laughs> There's the it movie reference. Uh, uh. Oh, I'm sorry. Dinosaur. We're back at Dinosaur Story. Wasn't the movie reference? <laughs> oh, sorry. Um, if you're listen- if you're playing our drinking <laughs> drinking game, drink. Drink. Just drink through this whole thing. Just the only please way through drink it. through the whole thing. Right. Uh, that is crazy. You didn't have names. The only like, thing I, I know in sincerely Spanish do is not Jack remember Gates having a name. I'll just call you Jacket. What is Jack- that? It means jacket. <laughs> Jacketa. Because my name is truly unpronounceable to the French. Sure. So I did a study abroad there once. Not study abroad, but I did a homestay with a French family once, and they were like, uh, maybe, maybe, maybe you? <laughs> like, could not. It was confusing to them. They also couldn't say squirrel. They pronounced my yeah. name like they pronounced Squeeroo. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, yeah, sure, whatever. That makes sense. <laughs> yeah, whatever, go for it. Anyway, okay, uh, Tenerities, we've done them. Uh, one Day More is just, that's the end of Act One. Yes. And it's bringing in all the musical ties. Everybody who has sung up to this point gets to sing again mm-hmm. while Fontaine. marching. R.I.P. Except for who? Fontaine. 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 True. Yeah. But I imagine her ghost is in the wings. Yes. Uh, <laughs> singing al- along. If you've ever herself. wondered if your theater's haunted, it's Fontaine's ghost. It's Fontaine's ghost. It's not the Phantom. Uh, yeah. It's Fontaine's ghost. It's true. 
So I mean, a ghost is a phantom. Fontaine's phantom. Fontaine's phantom. How dare you? Fontaine's phantom. <laughs> uh, it's very moving. One day more, you know. Yeah. It is a great end of Act One song. It is a perfect song yes. to go to intermission. Absolutely. It leaves you feeling invigorated and needing a glass of wine, which is great for the theater. Gra- no, true. <laughs> Disagree, but. <laughs> Um, but I mean, uh, I'll drink theater. anything. I feel like you Charge could do. I don't know if they do this, but I feel like high school productions could basically um into the woods it and end there. Oh, for I, sure. I mean, yes. you miss a lot of songs, but I feel like that kind of sums it up. No, that was one of my notes of like. I think people should do that. It is very Act One heavy, yes. and I love yeah, yes. absolutely. I think are we missing all the death happens? In the yeah, it, it resolves. Like, you I mean, you, I don't. Yeah. You don't probably actually care about the uprising. I'm just saying for a high school or a community theater because production, the, because it's, it's not so long, right. and it sort of it thematically musically ties everything together. It's a little I think neat there both, is like whatever. a pared down version for high schools. There, is. I, I, yeah. there has to be. No, yeah. there definitely is. I mean, the high school near me did it, uh-huh. which is. Getting its own show on NBC. It's exciting. The high school or the sh- what? The, high, the high school. There's like a show. How I Met Your Mother guy, Josh Ratner. He's like doing a high school theater show now. He's like the new Glee Club, oh, Mr. Shoe. Wait, is that show? Is that the show called like Rise or something? Like that? Yes. It's based on a high school in my Shit. area. And <laughs> that's truly that side. That yeah, side really. was extremely me. Just, <laughs> oh, <gosh. laughs> Just a deflation of myself and my dreams and my hopes for the world. It's true. You guys. But they did it. They did high the school I mean, congrats school, to your yeah, high no, school no, no, near no, no, you. No, 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 not like, your high school. The high school right. near you. But like high Just school nearby. kids are so disgusting. Why do they need a TV show? Yeah. <laughs> Honestly, I would argue college theater kids are. Also disgusting. Also disgusting. Don't yep. give them a show either. And topical. Apparently, many theater slash Hollywood grown up people are disgusting <laughs> in a different way. It's so, true. Uh, the more okay, you so know. that's the end of Act there One. There is a high school version. Okay. Yeah. I don't. They don't end with one day more. They do the full thing, but it has less of a they, focus on things like sex workers. Sure. Crazy to me. I feel yeah. like we should be introducing that super early. Uh, the Thornadiers actually have a bigger part, though, I think, that in the high right. school version. But yeah, they are like, the levels. Amusing, so. yeah. I use in air quotes. Yeah. Amusing. I mean, I wouldn't say that they're comic relief, but like you're That's saying. That's their intention. It, they're right. levity. They're breaking right. up the... And, and they... Along with Javert, do not change at all. No, the moral conundrums that they face truly do not matter to them. They're like, oh, you gotta. I mean, we don't like the song "Doggy Dog," but right. like that is their worldview. Mm-hmm. If I don't get you, I'm gonna get got. So I'm gonna get you before you get me. Exactly. It's extremely selfish and insular, but it also makes sense. They are the mirror image of mm-hmm. Valjean I think Valjean Absolutely. is like must be outwardly giving must be selfless I will help you you hit me I'll turn the other cheek that right. sort of thing and the Chinese are very much I'm just gonna right they literally tell I, Fontaine her daughter is dying ill so that she would send them more money right. and then and then give to buy money. Eponine right. like and somehow don't put it into savings silly. Hmm. and then Eponine ends up just to spoil the rest of them it's true oh, this is a huge plot line in season two of Free Housewives of Orange County anyway um, <laughs> it's not but I feel like we can learn a lot of lessons from both Truly. The, the next note. <laughs> the m- yep. true morality tale of the, the next, Real Housewives of Orange County. The next note I have is from the finale, the like the final song. Ooh, so fuck, so let's skip 
You just skipped the entire act two. Yeah. yeah. We literally went much. from one day more to, to the finale. It. So I'm going to let Connor and Jang take the lead, and I will just chime in with my cogent thoughts. I did want to talk because we talked a Can little I? about how um, the Tenardiers and Javert are similar characters in the fact that they're stagnant. Yeah. I want to bring in Cosette and Marius into that. Um, they bore me. That uh, analysis as well, mm-hmm. because they, their, their story is boring. Mostly, it's so boring. It's incredibly boring. At a time when your friends are I've like, "Let's been... lay down our lives for the fight," Mary's like, boo, boo, "But a girl," cool. and I'm like, "I that I met yesterday." Uncompelling. That yesterday. That's the whole thing. Like, if they were like childhood, oh, he saw her through the fence. Right. Uh, at least that would be some basis of a relationship. But I'm like, dude, you can't give it all up like that for. This Truly. girl you just met. Yeah. It's not even a moving war story. No. It's just... Ugh. And also, I mean, like, Cosette, sincerely, I, like, I don't think she has any personality oh, at all. No. She's extremely damsel in distress throughout. And even then, I feel like she doesn't play... Like, her only major part in the show is that she ties every character together. So, I mean, I'd argue it's pretty major. I mean, like... Her existence... Is Her, the yes. literal, uh, what's the word, uh, uh, the starting event, what's the word for that? Genesis. I don't know why I'm asking okay. you. <laughs> last last episode, which will never be released, Connor <laughs> said, Connor referred to the denouement of a show, like the end, right. as I the denouement. It. Um, oh, no. it was very funny to me at the time, but anyway, uh, now I'm just going to make fun of him because no one will ever hear That's that true. episode, so I need to get it out in the airwaves. Yes, thank you. Anyway, what is whatever the starting event is, she is that event because her existence is why Fontaine is at the factory factory. and doesn't want to. But I feel Mm. like, and her existence, honestly, I mean, Valjean is on his way to redemption, but he sees her like, and he tells her in like the finale, like you are the best of my life. Yeah. You are what I put into this world. Go Mm -hmm. be good. And I would, I would I and I, I I again didn't get through the whole book because I tried to read it in French. Sure, but we'll forgive you, right? But I would reckon <laughs> that the as the story continues, like Marius and Cosette, I think are supposed to kind of represent those who lived and will then keep working towards the revolution okay. that will mm-hmm. actually come to be. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's, I mean, if everyone died, right. the revolution dies with them. So True. it kind of, there has to be some kind of characterization of people who have learned from their friends mm-hmm. and have this background. And will, but th- again, and don't let that it is harden not, you. Mm-hmm. Sort of. that is not told. It's not like, you know, the end of Hamilton where they talk about Eliza, and all that and she did afterwards works. and her right. good work like that's never actually realized but no. I think that that's the intention of the characters is to be okay these are the ones that lived and like will eventually further the re- which is the revolution. A, which is sort of like talked about a talked little about a little bit empty chairs, empty chairs and, empty and empty tables, tables. yeah but I, I feel like that doesn't really come through in the characterizations it doesn't it, doesn't. it comes come from a person characterization. who's come through yeah. characterizations oh honey Thanksgiving <laughs> thanks living yeah. sorry I just felt like I hadn't talked in a while. <laughs> it's fine. <laughs> um, but, like, I just feel like it doesn't come through in the characterizations. And, like, no, you're, I get, you're absolutely right. Like, it comes t- from me being obsessed with the <laughs> No, no, no. It's totally years and I'm sure that, like, in the book, like, Hugo does that really well. Because I think. I, don't, I honestly don't know where the French. book. She doesn't know. I don't right. know where the book. I, I, well, I'm just, I'm assuming because the book is longer than most. Sure. Probably longer than War and Peace. Though, who can never be sure? <laughs> 
Not I. Great comic coming in a couple weeks. Longer than it. <laughs> Truly. Um, it's a tome for it sure. Is. It is a tome. I'm just. I, <clears throat> the thing is that these are fake people, and so it's different <laughs> than Hamilton in the sense that right. Eliza was a real life person who really did. Who things. really did? Like, and so it's easy died, to give her sort of an epilogue. Right. It's easier. It's easy to just you know uh, end of the college nerd movie. Sure. Like. And tell that what happened after, as opposed to. I and just, again, I think this is something that the movie did a better job of doing than I've seen stage productions do. I'm fair. so sorry. No, 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 yeah, no, 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 The movie no, again. No, no, that's okay. No, no, no. It's, but that is a story that's that, easier to tell the, on screen yeah, than it is on stage. And the, the movie does, I think, do a better job of highlighting how when Marius realizes that Valjean is the one who saved him, yes. him feeling this pull to him, whereas yeah. I think on stage it doesn't quite read as that's a pretty, well because I think they rush through the very end. And it's a okay. quiet emotion. That yes. is something that's going to read better when you can actually see someone's see face, someone's face. Yes. as opposed to stage. That's the whole reason theater people are truly insufferable True. is that they are <laughs> acting, they're playing to the back of the house. Right. They ha- Everything has to be broad and big and yeah. large it's because a, I mean, that's a, how it will get... It, it has yeah. to read. It has to read over 500 people yeah. as opposed to uh, the benefit of the silver screen is that you can zoom in. You right. can focus on those quiet moments. Right. You can sort of isolate that and really have um, someone be able to emote that in a in a bigger way. Which right. I think is what I appreciated about like the movie. 100%. Two things I really appreciated was the tightness. And I know a lot of people really hated those tight close-ups. Mm. And like you were saying with... Um, I just was don't, it come to me or was it? I, I dreamed, dreamed a dream. I, dreamed a dream. All I think it's like literally it's like very right on close. Her face. Mm-hmm. But I appreciated that because this is not something I get from the stage, and I love that every time I see the stage production, I get something different. It was kind of like the yeah. movie was that. It was another facet. And the other thing I loved about the movie was like the change that changes that they could do and the way that they could play around with the scenery. Like yes. what I loved about stars in the movie, and this is potentially. I I honestly I would. This is why I like Russell Crowe in the movie mm-hmm. is because mm-hmm. stars, he does this beautiful thing and he's walking along this fortress. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's stunning. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that, I think it's that that's, very good. It's, I think I like the movie because it's the show I love, but done totally differently. Yeah. yeah. I mean, the movie is really good because you when you see the stage production, there's not that like reality. And it is a close show. Like it's all character. Absolutely. It's not, Absolutely. it doesn't this have show, that much this plot This show to is it. very much a character driven story. Yes. It's very much a character study, mm-hmm. which is why I feel like we're talking about the characters more than we are about the plot. Sure. Tonight. Um, we're jumping around. We're jumping around because we're talking about because they what each have really the drives line. the show, which are the characters. And, but like I, when you bring up stars, like I can uh, perfectly imagine that shot because the cine- cinematography in the movie is it's so stunning. stunning. It is very beautiful. Which is which is uh, the one thing that I will give to the movie. My what my favorite thing that the movie did that like very like emotionally moved me and I texted um, Emily Marler about this like uh-huh. five years after the movie. Well, it's now five years, but like uh, like not that long ago about they did this thing with bring him home and as soon as they showed where the barricade was gonna be Mm -hmm. in my head i was like oh i bet they're using this for bring him home there's so if you've read the gate the great gatsby there's a whole there's the whole symbolism of the doctor the optometrists the eyes the eyes looking down on mankind representing god looking down they did the same thing in the movie 
And no one has ever, like, I, I tell this to people all the time and no one's ever realized it, that, like, there's this shot where right as he's beginning, bring him home, which starts out with God on high yeah. and he talks to God the entire <laughs> song. There's an optometrist sign in the background, like, hmm. looking down on him. And I think of that. Hmm. I love the movie. Probably. Because it could do all this, like, scenic, yeah, all of these different scenic choices that you just can't do yeah. on a stage totally yeah, yeah, really cool which makes sense because the stage tends to lean towards sweeping again absolutely. much sure. of this music and there are huge ensemble numbers yeah. that are incredible so the set pieces are big that is one of the coolest parts of seeing this show i would mm -hmm. definitely recommend the seeing is. the live the barricade is incredible it's it's enormous and it rotates and it most, rotates yeah. it's just it's it's an incredible set piece and it's always interestingly mm -hmm. and beautifully done uh and I, another thing i love about the stage production is like the moment of it's not silence because the orchestra is going mm -hmm. but once everyone dies and there's just bodies yeah. laying yes. all over the barricade yes and it just rotates rotating for and a you're few seeing minutes the carnage. and right it's <laughs> yeah. it is it's it carnage is. yeah and you can see all these people that gave their lives for such a small I would say it is as affecting as seeing Aaron Tevitt fall out a window. Truly. <laughs> Truly. Uh, I forgot they did that. Oh, my I God. Loved it. And they I was did. like, no, the one hot guy. <laughs> the only hot guy in the movie. Oh, so and then he went hot. on to be Danny Zuko in Grease Live. I oh, didn't shit. see it. <laughs> didn't see it, but I do love him. Uh, Actually, Grease so Live handsome. wasn't that bad. As much as I hate Grease, Grease Live was not that bad. It was not as bad as others. No, yeah. It was so much better than Peter Pan. How dare you? Peter uh, Pan was garbage. Didn't see it, don't Allison care. Allison Williams <laughs> can fly right the fuck out that window. Whoa, Allison, wow. I love you. Allison, don't listen to this. <laughs> we got a real hater. That wasn't even a subtweet. That was a That's, direct No, that at. was an at, for sure. <laughs> Allison, I didn't love Peter Pan, but I still love you. Call me. Mm -hmm. <laughs> okay. Um, yes, see the stage show see the movie it's just two different representations right. Absolutely. it's two different sides and i think the movie gives uh because it makes her more interesting uh for sure not not even that she's so interesting in the movie but it she's a little more interesting i think than in the she stage seems show. stronger than in the stage show whereas yes. in the stage show she seems a little flouncy mm -hmm. she is uh, i said it before she's a damsel in distress no, she needs to be taken care of and then valjean rescues her and then he takes care of her and then, and then she's handed over. off to mary yeah. right. who takes care of her i just still i just feel like when you compare her to all the other women in the show like eponine she's and like madame Tenardier, like yeah. she's the weakest of yeah. all of the women in the show mm -hmm. and even somehow, like the women in the even factory. the women in turning yeah yeah like it's, she's just ugh, uh, she doesn't ugh. stand out like her storyline doesn't st no. like when I try to think of the show because that's the usually the last inciting thing I incident. Think of. Yeah, but there it is. <laughs> Jesus we Christ! There. She's the inciting incident. She minutes. is the reason that things happen. That does not make her an interesting right. character. Exactly, and that's what I was going to say. Is She's that, not running around causing things, right? But things are happening because of her, right? So she, her influence is felt throughout the entire show, right? right. But she's not necessarily. Actually, actively, she is a passive. That. Yeah, she's a very passive yeah. character. Yeah. Ugh. 
and I and Marius. But I feel similarly about Marius, even though he's absolutely. not passive. I, well, I feel like in a sense he, he is. Kind, he represents kind of is. right. I think he represents like what what a revolutionary could have been. Like he represented the, he represents the dichotomy of like the choice to fight. Right. Whereas the other guys, I mean, they don't have anything to lose they're mm-hmm. you know they're fighting because they're as i think the women note later they're kind of like they're silly boys like they think that fighting is fun and they take it as not as a joke like they're passionate about it but they don't know what else there is to live for and right. marius represents the like one moment of hesitation of what else could there be exactly he because he is kind of in that headspace with the rest of the ABC cafe crowd. And then he meets Cosette and he falls in love and he says, well, now I have something to live for. Yeah. Opposed apart from this rebellion. Right. Yeah. So there is <laughs> that, but I mean, at, at the same time, I you're still, only saying that cause you listen to the cast recording that had Nick Jonas in it. Ew. I don't think he's actually on that recording. He was in that he was concert, in the concert, but he wasn't on the recording. Okay. That's gross. Um, you know, yeah, no. Get out of here. Yeah. He's going to be in Jumanji, and I'm mad about it. He's in Jumanji? Yes. Why are they remaking everything? You guys, I'm mad about it. <laughs> I am mad <laughs> about all the remakes. He's pissed. I'm pissed he's about it. He's freaking peeved. I was, I was okay with it <laughs> I mean, until I'm they came for, for Hocus Pocus. I was fine with it. I don't care it. about Hocus Pocus. And then they were like, we're going to remake Hocus Pocus. And I'm like, this is garbage. You're garbage. You're, this is garbage. You're garbage. People that you love are garbage. It's true. <clears throat> and I hope the things that you like are ruined. Are ruined. Uh, is there a song in the back half in act two that you particularly love? Either of you? Um, I mean, on my own is, so this is kind of like going back is to the back half. Yeah, it is. Yeah. It's after intermission. It's after intermission. Ding dong. You're right. Um, yeah. So this That's is why kind of, I was upset with you for saying we should edit our mission. <laughs> yeah. um, I stand by it. Uh, this is kind of going back to my the motif that I tracked through the mm. show. But I I was trying to figure out like why Eponine has this song when it's... A, it's a redemption for her. It, it absolutely is a, rede- is a redemption for her. But I was also trying to think of like what does this song have to say about Fantine and Jean Valjean since okay. they also sing... The melody mm-hmm. and this also like this is just my crazy. No, I mean, right right this is the melody they all use in the they finale all, too. Exactly, and right, they all sing the it in the finale. And like, I I want to know like what this means. And I'm I, uh, part of it was like taking it in a literal sense. Like, are they saying that redemption is a lonely road that they have to walk themselves? I mean, Green Day said it. True, Lindy's I walk a lonely road. The you, only road that I've ever known. And. My shadow's the only one that walks beside me. But it's me. only me and I walk alone. <laughs> Tone. Yeah. Oh. Oh. <laughs> Thank you. Um, yes. <laughs> I mean, <clears throat> yes, I think it is a lonely road. Yeah, It's absolutely. an interesting, it's, it's sort of a reversal. It gets a redemption and a reversal. So it's a redemption because growing up, <coughs> All the money that was supposed to go to the care of and the care and keeping of Cosette, yes, went to Eponine's life as she was sort of spoiled and um, not doted on because I don't think they actually loved her, but they sort of flaunted it, was more just showing Cosette that she was 
not she couldn't have the nice things. Right. And so then Eponine has wanted for nothing, and then when she finally wants for something. Mm-hmm. Cosette has it. Uh, so there's sort of a reversal there. But it's also a redemption because she comes off as a brat. Like, she's an entitled, spoiled little child. Yes. We don't like her. And then I think she's made extremely relatable, mm-hmm. extremely uh, that sort of <clears throat> an entry point into the musical Absolutely. with On My Own. And I will give her this. She's never like... I have to get him back or mm-hmm. I it's she just I wish say she, I'm better than her. No, it's no. just I she wish really doesn't. I wish that he loved me but I know that he won't. Right. And then she dies and <laughs> she's like um a little rain is a that little fall of a rain. little fall of rain which yeah. is a I I do like that it's song. A very good it's song. pretty. Yeah. Um that that song actually taps into like another one of the like motifs I was seeing of like uh-huh. ghosts slash hallucinations. Yeah, like I'll absolutely. call it both. Yeah. Because I was like a lot of spirits up in mm-hmm. this bit. I've honestly always interpreted it as like it also rains as this is happening, but I was thinking yes. about it and it's not it's a, I, I think how it's actually supposed to be interpreted is just based on a friend I was talking about this weekend who has read the book. She thinks that it's raining because she feels like the wetness, but it's mm-hmm. just blood. her blood everywhere. Yeah. yeah. And I think that's it. Like, I mean. And cold because she's right. dying. She's and dying. Fontaine hallucinates as she is dying. Yeah. And, and then Fontaine and Eponine literally appear to take yeah. Jean Valjean to heaven at the end. <laughs> right. Um, I mean, I, like, yeah. it, 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 tracks. it ties everyone together. This, yeah. and, and they're all. Like, like I like I said, Fontaine, Eponine, and Jean Valjean are our three main characters of right. the entire show. Right. I, which is, I will stand, that is the hill I will die on. It's just a nice resolution for Eponine that she gets to die in the arms of the person that she loves. Oh, absolutely. Yes. Um, it is a nice sort of gimme to her. He doesn't, he does not love her romantically. He does love her he loves platonically. Yeah. yeah, he doesn't like... Again, he doesn't romantically right. love her. He loves her. They're best friends. Yeah. Um, and uh, she saves, she saves Cassette and mm-hmm. uh, Jean Valjean from the charities from the gang. From <laughs> the, from gang, the gang. The gang. The gang. bamboozles. Um, bamboozle. <laughs> um, but yes, I would definitely agree. There's an arc of redemption there. It's that's an yeah. interesting motif. I am gonna really think on right. That. And her yeah, escape, no, her escape into I think everyone escapes into heaven in like their own way. Like I was saying, like Javert escapes from like having to pass judgment on others. Right. Valjean eventually escapes from like having to like prove himself to others. Mm-hmm. Fontaine escapes at, from like this life that she thought that she would have and trying to like kind of reconcile who she is with who she could have been and. Mm-hmm. Um, Eponine kind of escapes into her fantasy and is able to kind of like that is how she dies and that mm-hmm. is how she mm-hmm. enters the afterworld, whatever Life? that is. Yeah. <laughs> the afterworld. After this world. It's uh, is the giant barricade where they wave the French flag from. Forever. Forever and ever. Forever. That's what uh, it is. Gavroche, the little tiny ch- Why tot? is he British? <laughs> Why is he well, British I mean, in I, every Eponine, single Eponine production? Eponine has like some cockney A French accent is well. tough, so yeah, but they it's don't not do it. that hard. But it is. But it's not but it Britain. Is. But also... <laughs> West End. The West End. They're just yeah. not doing French accents. No, I get that. But I'm just like, it bothers me that... 
They're all British, if you think about it. Yeah, no, I mean, it's, like, absolutely. I think it's yeah. supposed to be, I mean, Cockney kind of represents the, like, underclass of no, the British. Uh, yeah, and, no, like, for sure. They're the underclass of the, like, I think that that's Yeah, people that only is. know how to do Pepe Le Pew. But it's also, uh, <laughs> true. Um, but it's also, like, a fact of the matter that, like, they're all kind of doing like an affected voice, mm-hmm. but Gavroche is just so. He's like, cockney. I got here. He's, he's like, truly like my fair not. lady. I'm like, <laughs> the what's happening? Yeah. <laughs> he's truly the Eliza Doolittle. I'm like, production. we just absolutely like somehow transported ourselves into Sweeney Todd. Yeah. Like, what's going on? He's fly, 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 fly. Anyway, uh, Gavroche of, dies. Yeah, no, he does. also does everyone. Um, well, everyone dies. But he's so it's fine. like, uh, don't worry, I'll get ammunition, and then just like runs into no man's land essentially Truly. and is shot like what kel surprise dummy like, don't fucking run into oh my god so annoying there's your little french for the for the, the butchering of the french don't language. let french run after bullets friends bullets don't let flying. children into war zones what is Truly, happening what is happening oh i'm so mad didn't we it. have like a whole movement about that like we had like the whole like child labor laws invisible and children and things like that oh well we gotta stop coney <laughs> coney 2012 coney 2012 you guys um <laughs> How have we gotten here? Um, I'm going to turn it over to Catherine. She has some typed yeah, notes. So uh, what do you want to talk about? Is, that, is there anything we haven't covered yet that you really want to talk about? Old movie, 1998. Yeah. There was, oh. an, there was an original? There was an original movie. Yeah, it was not Ends a musical. With Chavez. It was not a musical, but like, uh, get this cast. Liam Neeson, Jeffrey hey, Rush, Uma Thurman, okay. Claire Danes. Yeah. I mean, that's it. But those... <laughs> and they were the only four. And they did a pared-down production. They played It was all very much. Roles. It was well, very no. much Cher so doing part that of story. my... <laughs> Cher. <laughs> Jesus Christ. I don't know the reference. You guys don't know that? No. no. Oh, my God. There's a video of Cher performing West Side Story. And she plays every single role. Yeah. It's incredible. All right. We're going to stop the podcast. I'm going to watch it really quick. We're going to come back to this. I'm sorry. I would ask why, but also, never it's mind. Cher. I don't need to share. You she don't need to ask wants. why. Sure. It's share. That's No, but bonk. I mean, that's an incredible cast. That's no, stacked, for I sure. I mean, I know that that's only four people, but it's a but big four people. No, Wait, absolutely. was Claire Danes young? 1998? She would have been. Yeah. Yeah. Shit. So Should Uma Thurman is Fontaine, Jeffrey yeah. Rush is Javert, but so but they're not singing. No, was, they're not. Um, and Liam Neeson is Valjean. Yeah, <laughs> and it and Javon. Javon. This mother is drunk. I only had two beers. Denim wall over. Well, so the movie ends with Javert suicide. Like that's it. Wait, what? Yeah, like there's nothing after Javert suicide. Wait, what? <laughs> wait, wait. <laughs> That's crazy. Yeah. And it's not a musical. It's just no. like an it's just adaptation a play? of a book. Yes. Okay. I guess it's a movie. I know this because this <laughs> plays, would be a movie. plays are different from right. movies. Except <laughs> for Fences. <laughs> fences is a play. It's true. Fences. And August Osage County. But that's, fine. that's fair. No, the same friend that made me watch Camp like over and over again as a child made us watch Les Mis like all the time. And then we were like, oh, they're finally making one that's like a musical and we can watch it. Finally, they're making this movie a musical. Finally. No, 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 no. Finally, they're making this musical like a musical version of a movie. So we can watch it. Yeah. Oh, you got there. Yeah, I know. I was doing a bit like they didn't know that it was a musical. (laughs) 
That's a little joke I was doing that didn't track. No, it didn't. You know, listen, not every joke's going to land. Neither Connor nor I find your funny. (gasps) Find my funny. It's true. It's fine. (laughs) Most people don't. You, my boyfriend, (laughs) many people do not think that I'm funny. Wait, me as in I'm your boyfriend? You, comma, Comma, my my boyfriend, comma, Connor, (laughs) comma. (laughs) He won't listen to this, but we can chat him out. Um, he's too busy. He's busy. He has a job. <laughs> he lives in LA. Nah. Listen, nah. buddy, we all got jobs. My job is this. True. <laughs> Not listening to a musical. <laughs> and then talking about it for four hours. Uh, oh, and he did this because you were asking me if I had any other yeah, thoughts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm looking and I'm looking. Yeah. Just so for so I, the listeners at home know, Jank brought a typed up list of notes and she's like one of the most prepared guests. This is I've more in depth seen. than the Wikipedia. And I know because I truly skimmed the Wikipedia <laughs> page. Uh, I like to be prepared. No, I'm like, Only, we're, like, we're, we're, like we're truly in love with it. Because there's a section on here called Man in Chair. This bitch is ready. Yeah. I love it. Oh, oh so my good. God. Oh. Natalie <laughs> Alt, she's coming for you. She's coming. <laughs> She's coming. coming. Rumor has it that I'm doing wicked. Rumor has it. Not Natalie. (laughs) That's true. The rumor confirmed. Confirmed. Oh my God. She's screaming on the subway. That's true. People are like, I can hear her from. I can hear her from. She's like, hear her. She's got Natalie. Natalie's on the subway. Hey, Nick, can you take that down a notch? <laughs> so loud, <laughs> screaming into a microphone. I don't know how to perform. It's fine. No, I we think don't know microphone I think technique. That's... Oh, sorry. What am I, an actor? <laughs> I'm used to it clipped to my head. Just kidding. I've never had a microphone clipped to me. I've just had to project, <laughs> which is why I'm so good at it. <laughs> And also, I yell in my whole daily life. I've it's never true. been quiet once in my life. Truly. So sorry. No, we I keep think doing those are most of here. my. Those are, those are most of my notes. I think I, we got everything. We hit all the things. The finale. You know. I do love the finale. Yeah, I do too. I really Ooh. like the line. I'm gonna get out. Meryl's back. We're ready Meryl's for back you. With notes. Yeah. Um, she just woke up from a nap. Uh, I feel like a lot of Jean Valjean's characterization can mm-hmm. be summed up and to love another person oh. is to see the face of God. Over under I on how many musical theater girls got that tattooed that on tattooed their body. On, oh, that oh. too. There it is. <laughs> <laughs> there it is. I can imagine like your first time listening through it and then you are just like rocked to your core by yeah. to love another person is to see the face of God. Yeah. I'm not making fun of you. I truly think like people are like, oh, that's transformative. That like is like my outlook on life is just like sure. love people and be nice to people and that's all you can ask for to that's end what up being in the good, good place. Is. Mm-hmm. Yes, I until uh, you find out the good places. Nope. <sighs> I'm on. I've only watched season. We already one. did a spoilers bit. You watched all of season one. I've watched all of season one. Well, okay. you know the the twist. Well, I do. If I haven't watched season two. Oh. Well, well, that's I mean, okay. Th- season two is basically the, the twist. twist. <laughs> Continued. The twist part two. Um. <clears throat> anyway, no, but yes. To le- so, like, the this is like let's take a, a uh, somber tone. But my, I saw this in the one of the the twenty fifth anniversary tour. I think it was mm-hmm. when it came to Philadelphia. Mm-hmm. A couple friends and I saw it, and one of our friends, like moms, was very very sick at the time. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. so to love another person is to see a face of God. I had just like just really like struck me, and like like you said, like it's one of those like theater things of like that's 
like it's like I want it tattooed on my body. Like yeah. I, that is like my lifeline, and that's just been my perspective of life. Of like nothing listen, wrong with if that. You, no, no, no. Like that's what it's all. That's what we're here for. Yeah. To love to and love be loved. People. Truly. That's all you can do. That's all anybody wanted. That's all you can do in life is be kind. Mm-hmm. Love people. Anyway. Agreed. Meryl, what was your, was that your only note on the family? <laughs> I just put it in quotes. <laughs> to love another person is just the, the face of God. I, it, it just depends because, again, I've only listened to this for the last three days and twice I've walked home from this neighborhood. Right. So solid 15 to 20 minute walk. And that line just, it just depends on the mood I'm in. Yeah. Sometimes it comes off real cheesy. I think Agreed. in the moment of the show after all this uh, orchestral yes. stuff and you've seen it and it's all connecting and you've been in the suspended disbelief, <laughs> then it's great. And it reads and it's affecting and mm-hmm. moving. I'm definitely not discounting that. Um, I've had... Truly dumber things move me to tears. <laughs> so there, that's like very highbrow f- yeah, for sure. me. Um, but also sometimes it just comes off as when I'm just particularly cynical. I don't know. Whatever. I get it. Sometimes I'm like, all right. It, it, but, I mean, it is kind of a cheesy line. It just feels like f- it rings false, I guess, because some love is unrequited. Is all love good? I don't right. know. Whatever. Right. I'm not getting into this moral gray. It's Les Mis. Which is all about moral gray areas. <laughs> ah! <laughs> oh, spoiled I- again by the gang. Meryl just turned into a Kathy cartoon. <laughs> I told someone last night we went to trivia last night and I said I was going to start wearing clip in hair extensions to trivia so that when I got a question wrong, I could tear them out dramatically. Anyway, that's the kind of person that I am, which is objectively bad. So to take all of my opinions with a large grain of salt. I think that it is basically saying not like all love is good, but. Loving a bad person doesn't make you a bad person. Jace. Love is a mm-hmm. good thing. Love is ultimately a good thing. You can, that's all you can do. I mean, yeah. all you can do is love Put people. love and kindness out in the world. You know, measure in love. Measure your life. Yeah. I haven't sung yet, so. Yeah. I mean, I have there it is. like there it four is. or five times, but <laughs> whatever. Uh, anything else? Questions, comments, concerns? It's a very deep episode. It was. We got, For those we got who wanted a uh, lesson in religion, we got some Bible quotes in here. We got Listen, some. I Meryl took religious ed for parable. 12 years and yeah. somehow it still didn't stick. So <laughs> talked about themes and motifs. And, and I'm the one who did everyone's like homework, that. so Characters. I know all the answers to the True. religious questions because no one else did their homework. I'm kind of like really happy that we did this because I've been in a really character heavy place in my life lately. Oh my god. We were just welcome. saying during been, the break that we've been like very like yeah. thoughtful and yeah, serious yeah. lately. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And very I've, introspective. I've just been like uh, I was nervous that deep. wasn't going to be funny for you guys yeah, but I've no been, one laughed at my less miserables joke earlier so. <laughs> didn't even hear it. It truly really yep, flew truly right over. Blew right head. by it and I was like well I guess. <laughs> well I'll never repeat it. Now I just be serious today. Take a note from us which is that if someone doesn't hear your joke the first time you say it you repeat just it keep repeating it until someone, someone acknowledges does. you <laughs> louder and louder and True. louder just True. say it until someone goes yeah until someone gives you or a podcast laughs. yes absolutely <laughs> or get a podcast get and a podcast. repeat <laughs> that joke for you it's true for yourself okay uh now comes our favorite segment 
who's that lady just kidding what if that was a segment <laughs> i've been trying to brainstorm new segments it's prince harry and it's, his new wife no what? it's where i just play clips it, who's the ladies where i play talk. clips wait, talk, do you want to talk about Meghan markle no i, I don't i will i don't want to talk about i'm gonna put my feet on both of your mouth no i just was doing it her. as a joke but no, i have no idea who who's the ladies where i play a clip of a broadway diva and you have to tell me who it is i will win that spoiler every alert time. it's always patty lapone i was gonna say it's patty lapone <laughs> It's Patty Lapone. It's never not Patty Lapone. If you're ever was thinking, a, is this Patty Lapone? The Patty answer Lepone, is yes. yes. It is Patty Lapone. Give me. If it's a guy, it's Patty Lapone. It's, Lepone. Lepone. it's never not Patty. Never not Patty. Ne- My new podcast, Never Not Patty. <laughs> it's just me talking Patty Lapone in Thirty Rock. <laughs> never not Patty. Patty Lapone. Uh, I'm gonna buy that website, and you can use it for your next memoir if sure. you pay, bitch. Uh, there it is. No, the segment that you all know and love, man in chair, Jank, Katrin Yankovsky, man in chair. This for us, Yankovsky. It's been a while, Yankovsky. Um, That's I. This is probably like. <laughs> Weird as it is, is my this is like probably one of my first exposures to musical theater when I was very very yeah. very little. I feel like it's a standard. I feel, I feel like that's very. Standard. But also, like there are some adult themes that sure. like are questionable. But, but, I, but I, you'll yeah. never remember that. Yeah, it right. goes right my, over your head. My mom has a story of like when I was probably like four years old, like sat down and watched like the concert of Les Mis, and it was the first time I sat still in forever. Yeah. So it's just been that show that like it's just been a just constant in my life mm-hmm. um and like i was saying every single time i see this show i relate to someone different i get something totally different mm-hmm. out of it mm-hmm. and i can really appreciate a show that's that character driven and that dynamic and i'm not a super spiritual or religious person but this show gets that for me and hits me yeah. you know deep in that way so i think if that's i you know relate to it in that way and yeah, it's always been, a, I mean, I've had this show connected with so many people in my life from, you know, it's one of the first CDs I remember buying my mom with my dad. Mm-hmm. I was probably like five years old. My mom wanted the CD and mm-hmm. um, my high school friends, like we all loved it. It was my friends, one of my friends, 16, so we came up and saw it on Broadway. Like it's just been one of those things in high school. We, we literally did a reenactment of it. That's sure. on YouTube somewhere of, um, find it. Internet it's in the show notes. Find it. Yeah. Oh, I'm not going to find it. I don't know how to operate a computer. <laughs> no, it's a reenactment Please. with, um, either Barbies or stuffed animals. It was one of the two. <gasps> wow. That's yeah, amazing. It was That's amazing. no. It's are you going to add revenue off of that? You should. <laughs> um, how many clicks? I work in advertising, so like I really should. So she should know how to do that. Yeah, right. Really. No, I'm not. Oh. It's just been one of those things that like I can connect with every, like not everyone in my life, but most people in my life I can connect with Lamez in some point, and you know, yeah. That sort of you know to love another person seems the face of God, like I was saying. Yeah, absolutely. Kind of the uh, little mantra I've given myself in life. I like that. Good, uh, Connor. Yeah, Meryl. Man in chair, Lemez for me. So I have been on the fence about Lemez for a while, as ja. you and I have discussed. Chatted. I was so afraid I was going to get the bo- the first show that both of you were going to hate. <laughs> um, There's still time, bitch. I, I do have problems with the show i do think that it's <laughs> i have some I notes have some <laughs> notes for this tony award-winning musical Paul Wilkinson um, will talk yeah, yeah truly um i'm gonna rewrite the script uh but i i think i don't think it's a perfect show 
Um, sure. But I do really enjoy the fact that it is character driven because mm-hmm. I feel like that's something that's not necessarily seen a lot in mm-hmm. musicals, at least. Mm-hmm. I feel like that's more of a thing that tends to happen in plays. Yeah. Um, so it's why the songs can isolate so well. Absolutely. It's why you can sing I Dreamed a Dream yep. and not have to be playing a sex worker who right. is about to die. Like you, you, yep. you don't have to be a rock bottom. You can be Susan Boyle. Absolutely. And it translates somehow yeah. bizarrely. Absolutely. <clears throat> totally agreed. Um, so I really like that fact. That, and that just speaks to the writing of the script and sure. the way that they've created the show. And Club Michelle, my God. Um, the, honestly, the music is some of the most It's so beautiful. Beautiful it's, music it, it that is. is in the musical theater canon. Yeah. Yep. It's so just orchestral and mm-hmm. striking and... There's just this wall of sound that hits you and like from the very the, beginning, from the, the first ver- two from notes, the first two notes, and like even that can make you emotional. Just cool. hearing that sound hit. You. Great to have one day more on your college paper writing playlist. Literally, just it'll get you through that last the, hour of studying you need to get through. Last day of reporting that I did. So at Mizzou uh-huh. for journalism, we do a Hey-o. semester of reporting, and it's terrible. And on the last day, I was up until I was up until like three o'clock in the morning writing my final story for the magazine, uh-huh. and I had one day more on, on loop that entire time. And I was I my internet had gone out of my apartment, so I had to be <laughs> in you, the Missouri at the Missourian uh, office mm-hmm. at three o'clock in the morning, and I was the only person in the building blasting one day more. You it gotta. was incredible. You gotta, and it's like it's just it's it's just incredible. So music, you're saying you're for it. Yeah. Overall, overall, I, th- I, I it it's a gr- it's a down. great show, yeah. but it does go up and down for me. Mm-hmm. It's not uh, it's not like a top five or a top ten for me. Okay. Um, Would you recommend that everyone see it? Yes. Okay. I I do think that everyone does need to see it because it's so important to the musical canon and it's touched literally every aspect of pop culture in our lives for sure. Foundational. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Meryl. Yeah. Man and chair. Um, I'm going to agree a lot with both of you. Uh, I think Les Mis is kind of, was kind of my first entry point into, it's one of the first shows that I remember seeing. Mm-hmm. I saw it at the Muni and, uh, that is a tough place to see a show for the first time. It's the outdoor theater in St. Louis, for those of you unfamiliar. And, uh, my mom was like, oh, this is one of my favorite shows. It's probably top five or three for my mom loves lamas and so i was like oh well i want to love it if my mom right. loves it and i was like i don't understand what's happening or that who the people buy-in. are no, that was my buy-in uh, yeah i was very confused um and then saw it when i got older and then saw the movie so i've only seen it a couple times but uh i remember once in college uh, i was awake for some reason at 3 a.m as you often are mm-hmm. and a friend was like well, why don't you come over people in the theater department and these two guys were extremely drunk and they started doing the confrontation and then did the entirety of the show with the soundtrack playing two guys playing all the parts screaming singing at each other it was amazing um one of my favorite true like truly one of my dearest memories it was me and like one other person watching it happen just incredible um 
so again, I think it's a connector, as as Jang said, like you can connect with people over it. And uh, but ultimately, it's it is very long. I mm-hmm. think listen to the soundtrack if epic. you know if you know that you're gonna go see the show. I would listen to the soundtrack first, mm-hmm. and I would definitely read the synopsis so you know what's happening, and then go and enjoy the show and the sweeping numbers and and uh, the set pieces, etc. Cetera, etc. Cetera. Um, if you just want to skip all that and save yourself a $90 theater ticket then you can probably rent the movie mm-hmm. and you'll get a different side of it but you'll get um mm-hmm. you'll get some of it and you'll get a lot of the music and <laughs> depending on the person uh, i would listen to the each of us had different fives but listen to the five songs that we recommended right. i think and you'll get a good sense of of the show mm-hmm. uh Ultimately, I would say it's not a top ten for me uh, either. Yeah. Not not a huge, not a huge fan. But it does. It makes me think. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah, uh, it does. It is my number one. I will never be beaten. <laughs> number one with a bullet. Uh, that's good. Everyone's got to have a number one. Yeah, absolutely. Um, that's what we're here for. Here at Bits Over Broadway, we're getting to everyone's number one. That's true. This is the podcast for <clears throat> theater lovers everywhere. And. Theater haters, unca- like people who don't care at all, and, and friends of care. Connor and Meryl. That that's tune in. That's pretty much for. exclusively who it's for. for. <laughs> uh, so thank you to all, to all of you for you. doing that. Um, I don't have a, anything fun to do. I'm sorry. Um, Again, I was gonna play who's that lady, but it's always Patty. Who's that lady? <laughs> it's always who's Patty. Uh, so Jank, do you have anything to plug, recommend, anything you're excited about watching, listening? Yeah, I don't, I work in advertising, I'm a sellout, but. Any ads you want us to keep our peepers peeped for? Yeah. I mean, we've already talked about that one. Off, <laughs> offline. Offline. Offline, we've off talked mic. about that. Off mic. Off mic. Um. <laughs> Never offline. No, We're never I don't offline. We are never so, offline. That's true. I don't. I'm tweeting at okay. this moment. That's all no, right. No, I mean, you know. Yeah. Okay. Uh, well, I'm boring. Connor, do you have anything to plug? Um, I, not currently. Hopefully, in the near future. Okay. We'll see what happens. Oh, exciting. Oh, Catherine and I are, sorry, Jank. I don't know. I feel weird calling you Jank on this podcast. I am both. Anyway, Jank and I have been, have set a goal for ourselves to see. I was going to bring this up in 100 movies this year. Oh, yeah. Uh, Jank is like at 94 or something. She's. I'm only at 90 because I was sick around Thanksgiving. Dang. She's crazy far. I just saw my 76th movie today. But we are both on track to finish before the end of the year. We've seen 100 movies. We're going to see 100 movies in theaters from the start of 2017 to the end of 2017 and I'm very proud of us uh, we have yes. seen a lot of them together and we have seen a lot of terrible movies and like two good looking ones. at you Brad's <laughs> status oh, God, awful. Brad's anyway status uh, so check out both of our social media accounts for, uh, for when we finally on that. discuss that um, that's gonna be great our Oscars episode of this podcast yeah, where we gonna... talk about what we think will get a nomination and the Razzies episode of this podcast <laughs> where I give out my nomination. we'll talk about how much I loved The Room truly, <laughs> truly, truly I did, did have her go see The Room that was fun Ugh, uh, love The Room you can find this podcast on all social media platforms we are on Instagram at Bits Over B-Way find our Facebook page at Bits Over B-Way and our Twitter at Bits Over B-Way you can email us 
bitsoverbway at gmail.com. You can find us on SoundCloud. We are on Google Play, Stitcher. You can find us in the Apple Store uh, at, at, at Apple Podcasts. We're not actually in the Apple Store. I mean, like sometimes I hang out there like to charge my phone, but right. this podcast is not I at think the Apple Store. We like to change the too. backgrounds of the uh, <laughs> yeah. phones yeah. to our phones. Yeah. 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 So, um, yeah, follow us, send us, like us, send yeah. us a tweet, send us an email, tell us what shows you want to see. If you want to be a guest, let me know. Yeah. We're always looking for new people. Yeah. Um, Meryl, where can people find you on social media? At Meryl K, M E R R I L L K A Y E. I have my brands together because I'm here for it's the brand. True. Um, the benefit of having a name that is unusual is that no one has taken <laughs> your handles. Exactly. That's why my so. handle is mostly my last name. Right. Um, yeah. So follow us, like us, rate and review us, please, if you're bored. Um, that really would be nice. We would like to hear it. Yeah. You could say this show sucks and I hate it so much. I don't care. I rating just, and reviewing does and review help us. us get higher rating or uh, get like helps us reach more people yeah. on iTunes. So. And tell your friends. Yeah, definitely. So. Okay. Uh, okay. Until next time. Bye. Bye. I can hear her from, She's like, hear her what? <laughs>